Everybody, 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 drop your box. Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs, a Sari Fields podcast. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Evan Ross Katz. And hell has frozen over because we are here talking about Big Brother season 25, which, I mean, you watch Big Brother, Evan. You watch every season? I've not seen every single season, but I've I've more or less watched the last like 10, I want to say. Oh, okay. That's quite a bit. Okay, the yeah. last time I tuned in was like around season 10 or 11, I want to say. there was It was the season during the writer's strike, so it was on in the winter, and the last writer's strike. And there was a guy with like pink hair, and he had, uh, he had a tattoo that they had to blur out the entire season because it was, it was bounty, as in like the paper towels. Don't remember anybody's name from that season, but that is the last season I watched. So... I'm coming back after a very long time because we had the shock of our lives last night when it was announced that Sari Fields was the 17th house guest to join the cast at the last minute in a surprise. Reactions to Sari crossing over from Survivor to Big Brother. Well, it should be noted that this is the first time that a Survivor player has crossed over to Big Brother. Obviously, I believe we've had two instances of a Big Brother player jumping across the pond to Survivor, but this is the first instance of this. Um, It was somewhat predicted online by some people, Mm -hmm. but for those that don't know, the Big Brother Twitterverse is like its own beast very very different from survivor and so part of me thinks that there's enough people in the big brother fandom that can just spew a million different theories that one or two of those million are bound to be true and i think with the casting of jared i I understand the fact that like sari was in the conversation so but um i obviously think it's enormously exciting for all the obvious reasons. I do have to LOL at her introduction because Ceri's kind of funny because it's like for people like you and I, and I assume most people listening, she is amongst the biggest legends to ever play the game of Survivor. But Ceri is not Snooky in that I think Ceri could walk down. Well, that's just like who comes to mind. I think Ceri could walk down many a street with no one knowing who she is. Um, so it's funny to bring her into a game like this. Obviously, there are sim- it's, a, it's, it's the same casting people that do both these shows. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of fans of Big Brother that get cast on Big Brother. There's a lot of crossover fandom here. So you can imagine that some, if not many, of the people in the house know who Suri is. But like judging by the response, which had the 16 house guests enter the house for the first time all together, and then spot Suri standing there pouring herself, maybe them, a glass of champagne, and they don't know, some of them maybe know who she is, but we're not sure. And then even if they do know who she is, they don't know what she's doing there because it was not announced during the episode itself that Suri would be joining 
the house. It was announced vis-a-vis Julie uh, to us, the audience, but not to the other players. Uh So it was just a very clunky intro, but very Big Brother. Yeah, it really reminds me of, and I I know there's not a lot of parallels between Big Brother UK and Big Brother US, and I'm far more familiar with Big Brother UK, as I've talked about on this podcast many times. But, uh, you know, it sort of just reminds me because there were rumors, as you said, that Sari was in talks to be in this cast. And then I think they did a really great fake out by casting her son, Jared, because suddenly all these rumors were like, oh, oh, wait, it's it's only like Sari by proxy in that Jared is cast. And so it's sort of squ- Washed all those rumors that Sari was actually going to be in the house. Uh, but it reminds me of Big Brother UK because there was this, you know, they do a celebrity season every year uh, in addition to a civilian season. And there were very, very heavy rumors that Pamela Anderson was going to be cast. And that would have been like, a, a, you know, an A-list celebrity for Big Brother UK who casts sort of like Love Island contestants. And uh, so you have this like, moment in Big Brother UK where it's like the first episode of the celebrity season and Pamela Anderson is in the house, but she's not a housemate. She's just a person that's in the house for like a day. Um, And so if I were in the position of these players who never got told that Sari is a house guest, I would think, oh, they're doing like a fun little crossover, just a little, a little premiere night, uh, you know, boost in interest. Uh, but you know, I wonder at what point they were told. I mean, maybe Sari was allowed to tell them, but then why wasn't she involved in the challenge? Why, like, she's basically uh, not not immune for the week, but immune from nomination. Uh, you know, just by virtue of not being participating in that first challenge where the nominees were decided. Um, so it's all like a little strange. And the fact that it came, the fact that it came after this incredibly boring hour of TV and was just like dropped on us in the last seconds, very unceremoniously was, was an, was a choice. I thought. Yeah, but but for Big Brother viewers, like this tracks with everything we know about <laughs> Big Brother. It should be noted that this was an unusual circumstance for a premiere episode in that we did not get ahead of household. So for those that don't know, the way Big Brother works is they compete in the challenges. Someone wins head of household. The head of household then puts up two people uh, up for eviction. But in this episode that we saw... Instead of a, a head of household being uh, awarded, we instead got four people that were put on the block, one of them being uh, Sari's son, Jared. What's interesting is like the theme this season, as it has been presented so far, is something about like the multiverse. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we can assume it's sort of like the CBS, Paramount Plus multiverse. Um, and which means like, I, I guess I am curious about if there might be an 18th contestant, one would think not because we probably would have gotten that in the premiere episode. And I'm not even like being conspiracy theorist. I don't think we will get one, but I'm also just like, it's such an odd decision to cast 16 newbies plus not only like, plus someone who's never played the game before, but is one of the most famous players on the sister series and then who happens to have a son in this, which is also like so random that they would like put Jared in that <laughs> position where he's playing with his mom, which is like, 
just puts a huge target on his back because I imagine with where we're at in reality television in 2023, that these people might recognize that like fans are going to want to see Suri play this game for Mm -hmm. much, if not all of it, it would not be behoove of a player to knock out Suri early on, but it would be smart to take out Jared. Otherwise she is functioning on the show as a duo. So I just think it's a huge disservice to Jared to have his mom in the game, but also just so strange to not make the season either a entirely blood versus water a la Survivor, or at least throw in a few other alumni, whether it be well, like, Big like, uh, you know, the, one of my favorite seasons, I think probably a favorite season of many is Big Brother six, which the twist in that was that everybody had a secret pair. Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I really I loved that twist and that they, they kept and that they all thought that they were the only pair. And obviously that is not the case here, but that would have been so fun. It seems, though, that Sari and Jared are keeping it a secret that they are related. Yeah, which so I find so interesting far, because Jared is identical to Sari. I don't like, see that, but everyone online is faces. They have the exact same nose. And it's very distinct. Perhaps so, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, that's not something that would occur to me at Plain Sight, yeah. so I don't think it's crazy of these, like, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, oh my god, how do you not see it? I don't see it, so that's how I don't see it. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I don't doubt that they look similar to you, I'm just saying I can understand as someone who doesn't immediately see the connection how, like, that wouldn't be so obvious. Now, what we and do And if you're not looking so for far, the similarity, you're not gonna, like, yeah, you know. Right. What we do know so far from the live feeds is that Izzy who apparently is a Drop Your Buffs fan from what you... We have message history with Izzy. Izzy is a fan. So Izzy is following Suri online and has made it clear to, I think, Suri and Jared that she knows who Suri is. Um, We don't yet know. It seems thus far, again, it's been like, what, 24 hours, that Izzy is wanting to align herself with Jared and Suri, smartly so. I mean, if Jared... If Izzy is queer and a fan of drop your buffs then it seems that izzy's gonna want to work with sari because why would someone not want to work with sari if for no other reason than to like get to hang out with sari totally so what we don't yet know is you know if other people do know i imagine that sari being of survivor fame is that will come out straight away the question is whether or not the jared stuff will be revealed i do think it's a detriment to not, it's like by not saying and it's spilling it's kind of like these people we've talked about this like go on survivor and they're like i'm not gonna tell anyone that i'm like secretly an astronaut and it's like i think maybe uh-huh. just like coming clean from the outset is the way to go but i think there is a level of damned if you do damned if you don't it's like a bowie jane in this season of big brother is not gonna tell people that she is a lawyer tax lawyer something like that she was like i'm just gonna tell them i'm a dj and she's gonna say that she's 10 years younger who (laughs) bowie jane uh who is bowie jane bowie jane is the lawyer slash dj who has like she's got kind of like a pink look to her where she's got the shaved sides head the hair is on this show on bb25 yeah oh okay okay oh the australian yes Oh, okay, sorry. I thought I thought you were making a Survivor reference. I was like, "Who's Bojan?" Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 
Uh, yeah, so she like she came in and she said, I'm not going to tell them I'm a lawyer and I'm going to tell them that I'm not 43, I'm 34 or something like that. Yes, but I do think that there's a lot more coaching that goes on from Big Brother mm. producers than what happens on Survivor. So I do think the whole, for instance, if this was your first time watching Big Brother last night, you probably thought it was odd how many people mentioned their desire to be in showmances in their opening packages. And it's like Survivor wants to capitalize on the success of other hit CBS shows like Love Island. And so they're very purposeful both in their casting, but also in things like showmances or things like that, that. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Big brother. And the fact that we always sort of get the, I'm going to tell people I'm this, but like, which I know is a trope of Survivor, but I think it's a bigger trope of Big Brother. Right. Yeah, and also, I, I think it's more relevant to Big Brother because Big Brother is much more of a social game than Survivor. Right. Okay. You know what I don't understand? First, okay, first of all, are there typically 16 contestants or is this a strangely low? No, it's always been 16. How do they stretch out 16 contestants over 100 days? Well, one person goes per week. Uh huh. So what's sixteen? Or like, what, I don't. I can't do math. But like, isn't that just math? But I mean, like, the finale has several people in it. It's like it should. It should be like Survivor, where there's like fourteen weeks of Survivor, right? Is so that, is that fourteen the same, times just... seven is ninety-eight. Okay. Okay. But one thing to bear in mind is they do do a double eviction, and even in the past they've done a triple eviction. So like, but then also I'm imagining people might come back into the game or new people. I mean, like, but, but it's pretty mathing. Okay. Okay. I understand. Oh yeah. I guess. Oh, this is where I'm confused. Is it's a full seven days. Whereas survivor is, I was thinking the 39 days. I was like, how do you get a hundred days mm-hmm. when survivors 39 days, with this, but more people, but it's because survivors on a two or three day cycle. Whereas this is a full seven days, which is wild. I guess that does, you know, okay. Here's the other thing I don't understand. Like, I'm going to sound so stupid, but I mean, people talk about the strategy of Big Brother, but I'm like, what's what strategy is there really? Well, this is where I tend, I, 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 this is where I get a little like put off by Big Brother in general, because you, you know me, like, I don't love, I don't even think, choosing my words. Yes. Strategy is not your favorite part of these games. It's not my favorite part of these games. And I think that people tend to like overcredit people when like a lot of the times it's just stars aligning when it comes to strategy, because you can do your strategy all you want, but like everyone can be like other people's strategies can just coalesce with your strategy, but make it look like you had such a great strategy when it was just your strategy and someone else's strategy, stars aligned, both worked out in both people's favors, or it worked out in your favor and not the other one, therefore you look like you've got good strategy. But at the end of the day, it's just, everyone's just taking some risks and it works out better for some people than others, in my opinion. Um, I do think there's obviously much more of a social element to this game. And I think we talked about this on the Panama recap that we just did on Patreon, which by the way, if you're not checking out our Panama recaps on Patreon, now is definitely the time because we are it's heavily the summer of Suri, baby. Yeah. But I, but I mentioned this, that there's a difference in the game of big brother in that you cannot win HOH two weeks in a right. row, yes. which is something that really fundamentally differs big brother from survivor. But as far as like the strategy goes, yeah, I mean, you have to live with these people and so ultimately there is a level of just 
who do you gel with personality wise the most? Who do you want to spend time with? Um, but as far as like, like I see people being like, Suri is like the best there ever was, the best to never win at Survivor, which I know is like a common thing people say about Suri. I think Suri is just like a great human being who is great on television. I don't think it's like, I don't think Suri is as like strategic as people make her out to be. I think she's just a really intelligent human being. And that intelligence might, you might be able to perceive that as strategy, but I think it's more just like, Suri has a goal. The goal is to win this game. And in her mind, she's like, what do I need to do to win? Sure, call it strategy. But I also just think it's, Suri is what happens when a really intelligent person is given the opportunity to play a game. Yeah, so I I do think that you can call that strategy because I do think Perhaps. it is strategy. And so there's ways that this plays out, like we talked about with Panama, where it was like, you know, she was in a position where all of the other people on the... Wait, wait, don't spoil. Okay, just be careful about spoiling. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm talking early Panama, is okay. that all of the women, older women uh, tribe that Sari was on, there was four of them, three of them got get knocked out right in a row early on. Sari's the last one left. She is on the outs. But what she is great at, and I think what you're getting at is like, she's just a great human being, is that she is very socially aware and is a, uh, and like, is very strong socially. She's able to make good connections. And I think she's a good speaker. People warm to her very easily. She probably like she has a charisma, right, that people are attracted to and want to be around. And I do think that the way that you deploy that is strategy, right? And so like the way that she deployed that in Panama was strategic. Uh, the way you look at Micronesia and you know how sort of she got to the end as yes, as part of the Black Widow Brigade, but she was calling a lot of those shots. And we look at the biggest you know, some some would say the biggest move uh, ever in Survivor is when the Black Widow Brigade manages to convince Eric to give up his immunity necklace and they vote him out. That was Ceree's idea. And so, like, I do think that, that, like, you can call that strategy. It's an idea in a game that is so far-fetched, but she figures out a way that it can be done. And, it, and the way that that's done is socially. Somebody who is not as social or as charismatic or as persuasive as a Suri might not have been able to pull that off. And granted, she had help from Natalie and, and Amanda, particularly. Um, but, you know, I think that, like, we, all of that packaged together is strategy. Agreed. I also think that an ingredient ingredient in all of that is that like Eric was an idiot idiot enough yeah, to do course. that. And yes. so again, I'm not taking away yeah. from Sari at all in this. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm like yeah. as big a Sari fan as they come. I'm just saying that at the end of the day, it's sort of like a lot of things have to fall into place to make a good totally. strategist. It's kind of why... Tony is not, in my mind, a very fun winner from Kagayan because it's like no one else was just operating at Tony's level, so he was able to steamroll the season. It's not that he's an undeserving winner. He clearly won that season, but he wasn't given like really any like a uh, formidable uh, opponent to really go up against. I think that's why Heroes versus Villains is such a successful season of Survivor on the whole because you get a group of people who are strategizing, and then you get to see how that all comes together because everyone's sort of operating on a higher level. 
So yeah. and you see, I, and you see, but like Spence, you bring up heroes versus villains. Like th- that is a situation in which things did not fall together very right. well for Sari, right? So you can be as strategic or as social or as affable as Sari is, and things just didn't shake out very well for her in that season and she went home pre-merge um but then you look at the traders right which by the way traders erasure here in uh big brother because we're talking about the best to never win well saria's just coming off this really incredible win on the traders which is a peacock property it's odd that they're sort of like not acknowledging this that she's coming off well, such peacock's like, different Peacock's oh, NBC right. Universal. Right, I'm thinking so, Paramount. They're both yeah, P's. Yeah, it makes sense okay, that they would. that's why we're not acknowledging it. That's why we're not acknowledging yeah. it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, there we go. But she is coming off of that uh, season of TV where, granted, again, like like we had, air, you know, she was playing with, uh, similar to Advanced versus Favorites, you know, half half reality stars, half dummies uh, who like reality TV. No offense. <laughs> Certainly no offense to our Azra Vellani. Um, But, you know, Sari managed to read that situation, keep some of those quote-unquote fans close to her, particularly Andy and Quentin, uh, and ride them all the way to the end and deceive them in a way that Sari is able to do. She's a great liar. She's great at building trust and building relationships. So... Strategic queen. <laughs> Strategic queen. And we're already getting strategizing. We've had some footage that has been released from the live feed so far. So is it Zach Wartenberg's brother was the one that came up to her? Yeah. So this is the other thing that we haven't brought up is that not only is Ceri's son cast on this, but also announced with the main cast is Corey Wartenberger, I believe. There's an ER on the end of that. Uh, Corey Wartenberger, who is Zach Wartenberger's brother, who was the first boot from Survivor 42. Yes. So and he and we've seen him fangirling over Ceri. Yes. And so he has, yeah, already gone in. We posted that meme. And then there was also a conversation. So he went up and was like, you sh-. and obviously he knows her full resume. Not only mm-hmm. is he given you should have won Micronesia, but, you know, he's given a rundown of all four of the seasons. He also knows have- Jeff Probst's full resume. It's true. Then we have this moment um, with uh, Suri and talking to her son, Jared. And she's kind of giving him advice and saying, you know, when... You're wrapping up a conversation. Uh, is it don't say we'll talk later? Is that what she says? Was she talking to Jared in that moment? Yeah. Oh, gag. I didn't know who she was talking to. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. She says, she says, you know, don't say in front of everybody. I'll talk yeah. to you later. Which is great. And again, I, 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 I hope I'm not coming off like at all into like Haterville. But everyone's like, and, and <laughs> trust me, my tone online is like, oh my God, she's playing and coaching. I do think part of me is like, you could pick up this from watching the show. Like this is not necessarily, like yes, she is giving him advice and it's very, very fun to see. It does not take a legend in order to espouse this kind of wisdom. It's something that any viewer of the show could see and then go and play in the show and turn to like the person they're working with and be like, by the way, don't say something like that. It's not gonna be good for you. I recognize that there's going to be a level of hyperbole that many, possibly us, are going to take on about Suri because it's kind of like, Suri's gonna do like, like in the instance of Suri doing the least, we are going to turn it into the most. And I'm absolutely here for that. <laughs> um, but it is just so interesting to think that like 
prior to this summer, Suri was like out of the zeitgeist totally. of even like Survivor. And then it's like, it began with that, what was that weird show that we recapped? Snake in the Grass, which so she also like, won. Yeah, so it was like, we first we had Snake in the Grass, then we have the traitors, and then now we have this. And it's just so interesting that like, it just makes you wonder where did this idea first come from? And then I wonder in seeing how hype everyone is online for three to quote Carrie Bradshaw. I couldn't help but wonder why aren't the casting people for survivor looking at this and saying, wow, like maybe like not only should we have Suri back, but there's a power in getting the right returning players mm -hmm. onto these shows. And people I'm just surprised. Talking. Yeah, they're excited. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of people being like, I guess I'm going to watch big brother for the first time because of Suri. I also just want to point out, I would love to know how much Suri is being paid. Mm -hmm. Because for people that don't know, there's, you know, a structure within uh, Big Brother similar to Survivor. But you have to imagine that, like, Suri's getting more. But then she's if getting she's getting an appearance fee. Right. But then, like, is that fair? But then, like, who, what who is even fair? Yeah. Like, yeah. but it does. It's just something I, I am curious about. Yeah, totally. And even on returning player seasons, I understand, like, especially like Winners at War, I think there are appearance fees, not necessarily just, um, there's, there's the placement fee, but I think Yeah, wasn't the base fees. for Winners at War like 25k? I don't know the details. Oh, interesting. Maybe I don't either. <laughs> should talk to Parvati. <laughs> I just saw that Parvati, it was funny while you were talking about that, I, uh, uh, you know, talking about, you, you know, may maybe ascribing too much, uh, uh, um, accolades on sort of like common sense strategy that that Parvati commented on on our post about uh, you know the the wisdom that Sari was imparting and and Parvati's comment was the woman is a true genius mm. so takes one to know one you know mm. if Parvati hey, thinks it's it that I, I she's right I would love to see Parvati play Big Brother because I think when we <laughs> when we say we're excited for people to, to play Big Brother I think what is one of uh, the key differentiators between this and the survivor experience is that like everything we know of Suri thus far from all of the shows she's been on is an edit, right? Like she has <laughs> been edited. There have been storytellers that are telling her story and big brother because of the live feeds, we have the ability for the first time to watch Suri, watch her play the game without third party, you know, um, tilting of the head, you know? Yes. So I think that's just really exciting. So this moment, like the one we're speaking about, where she's telling her son about things to do, it's like that probably maybe would have made the, the episode, but probably not. Yeah. Um, but because of the live feeds and then because of Twitter, which then sort of mines the live feeds and posts the highlights, this, there's like a whole other show that is sort of exists on Twitter that factors into the main show. But whereas Survivor has such control over the story they want to tell, Big Brother, like for instance, that Jeff Probst shout out moment, like that just getting nuggets like that. Like I'm sure the contestants on Survivor talk about Jeff Probst, oh, yeah. but they're never going to show that. No. Whereas this show is forced to these things come out like these small throwaway discussions that are seemingly throwaway, but then to people like us are like gems.
I mean, a great example of this is I saw a tweet this morning that was a video from the live feeds where Suri is just telling a story about how she met her husband. And and the comment on the tweet was something like, you know, we have seen hours and hours, you know, four seasons of Survivor, you know, the traitor snake in the grass. We've seen hours of Suri, countless hours. And we've never heard this very human story about how she met her husband and and her husband and her family are such a huge part of her narrative of like why she does these shows and why she puts herself through this kind of hell and it's like here's an opportunity that it's probably not going to make the big brother edit either but through the live feeds we can sort of like learn more about Sari and to your point is we can see Sari play because you know people looking at Micronesia where very well had that not been a surprise final two she probably would have won that season she played a very highly strategic game but that is edited as Parvati's winning season right and it's not that it's a completely obvious winner edit but there I think some of those pieces of key Sari strategy are buried a little bit in that edit and if we had the uncut footage we'd have a better understanding of how she played the game and sort of like how she deploys her strategy we're here we're able to make our own Sari edit. But what's so interesting about this decision to cast her is that for some chunk of this audience, the exact amount we don't know, they have no idea who this is. Like this is just someone that they're told has been on Survivor a bunch of times. In the same way that say like what, me watching Rachel Riley on Snake in the Grass and then the Traders, it's like, I understand this is an iconic person from Big Brother, but she, like I've heard this name. I kind of recognize her, but I don't know who she is. And now I'm learning through different, like a different medium than right. the one so she it's became just famous through. So curious to know. And then I'm sure there are people that know Suri from having watched Heroes versus Villains back in the day that are not like Survivor super fans, but were watching at that era of the show and know her from that or Micronesia and then haven't thought about her in mm-hmm. over a decade who are kind of like, oh, Suri, like, I remember her. I loved her on that season of Survivor all that time ago, but don't remember the, the minutia. Couldn't name the Black Widow Brigade, for instance. And then you have this added layer of like, the contestants knowing her mm-hmm. and then also like how much the show is going to edit around her because, you know, also this show is being edited, edited in real time. So when the fans are blowing up online, showing love for Sari, that I think impacts the way that they're going to potentially focus on Sari because that's where the audience's focus is. And having all that attention can be good and can be bad. I will say people do vote um, on America's Favorite House Guest. That is sort of like the runner-up award that is given, similar to what used to be on Survivor back in the day, um, but then is not. Um, So Suri has a huge opportunity to win that. Although, I mean, granted, we've just met him, but like, I would love to see Jared have like the potential yeah. to be outside of just being the son of Sari. Yeah. I think it's, again, as, we, as I said, a tall order for him moving forward in the game, but like, I think he needs to establish an identity that is his own and not just, you know, hers. Yeah, agreed. Is there anything else you wanted? Like, so, so what are we doing here? Like, are we talking about Big Brother on this podcast? Because like, what, how are we going to handle this? Because like... <laughs> I had no intention of watching Big Brother. Uh, and then all of a sudden, in fact, uh, it was your fiance, Billy, FaceTimed me. Uh, 
<laughs> last night and was like, I need to tell you something. Sari's on Big Brother. So oh, did you not know? Chat. Did you know this? So I, I had I had just opened Twitter and I saw Sir, I saw like Sari's in the house or something. And then I Billy FaceTimes me and, and he filled me in. It's so, so. funny. I'm <laughs> guesting on this Housewives podcast tonight. And I was at dinner last night and my friend texted me. He was like, he like side texted me from, cause it's a, it's these two guys host this podcast. One of them texted me. He's like, just so you know, they just announced that Suri is going to be on Big Brother. And I know that you're a Survivor fan. So I would love to like, for us to talk about it on the podcast tomorrow. And I just was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I had to like get up from dinner. Um, then I rushed home. <laughs> But, um, so to answer your question, I think, no, we're not covering it regularly. I don't think I have, we have the bandwidth or the interest, especially because the new Survivor season is going to be coming in less than two months. And that's going to, would mean our, our, our attention would be even uh, more divided than it is already as we cross between <laughs> a, and just like that podcast and a Survivor podcast. I also think there's the possibility that we might touch down on the Challenge USA at some point, oh. not not in an episode to episode recap. I'm going to be watching it, so I might right. just okay. provide yeah. some updates here and there. All this to say that, like, no, I think our strategy moving forward would be we'll do some occasional check-ins. Okay. Yeah, like, I'm look, I'm willing to see how this plays out. The thing I wouldn't want to do is, like, commit to recapping Big Brother on any sort of schedule, like, certainly not episodically, like, weekly, you know, I would consider something like that, but I need to see that Sari is not going to be gone by week three, and then I've committed to like recapping a hundred days of Big Brother. Right, um, that's what I don't want. I would certainly like. I would consider like. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, do people have an interest in this? If people are like really interested, look. If the, the, the numbers will tell. I mean, uh, but the numbers on the Instagram pay- posts that we've done so far are already. <laughs> no, telling. They are telling. They're telling. But like, you know, are people going to tune in? And if people really want to hear something, like I'm, I'm willing to consider things. I'm willing to consider options uh, but I gotta tell you if if I if I do start talking about this show regularly the moment Sari's gone it's over <laughs> like my interest is going to last as long as Sari is in that house right but I think your comment is a comment that I think CBS slash Paramount Plus is very aware of and as a result yeah. is going to be so I'm like so does awesome. this show like would they, would, it, would they protect her do they, how's the production it's interference interesting. in this show? I think people like Izzy will help protect her in a way. Um, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I do think it's notable that when Taylor won last season, it was behoove of CBS to have Taylor win. She was this black woman who faced so much adversity sexism racism just bullying throughout the season it would not have been a good look for her to have been knocked out so instead it became this really great season of watching all of her antagonizers being picked off one by one like cbs got really lucky one might say again i'm not being a conspiracy theorist about it but i think the same thing is evident here where it's like you want her on but I keep thinking about Rob Mariano and Russell being being brought back for Redemption Island. And it's like, here they are. I think it's episode three where Russell goes home. Something like that, yeah. And it's like, I have to wonder like what that was like from the CB, like from the executives' perspectives, knowing that, and mind you, of the two of them, he was like the bigger get in terms of he's the more interesting 
person to watch because he's more caustic than Mariano. I wonder how they felt when they were like, we're betting big on like bringing back these two legends and then like straight away, goodbye to the legend. I'm also reminded of Brandy Glanville going home on this past season of The Traders, where it's like you have someone mm. who's like known for like bringing the drama to reality television. And I think it was like, again, week two or three, and it was like, bye Brandy. Did that torpedo both of the seasons that we're talking about? Well, in the case of Redemption Island, I, I think it did. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. And I mean, the problem with that was that not only did they cast uh, Rob and Russell, but they really put all of their eggs in those baskets because right. everybody else they cast, save for Andrea Belke, uh, was a total flop, uninteresting person. And I guess Philip Shepard, but like that's not who I want to be watching. And so they, you know, in order to set those people up for success, they cast a bunch of duds. And then if one of those people goes home... Like they're lucky. They're lu- like they're lucky. Rob wrote it out to the end because like I don't know that they had a show with that cast. Right. This thing I still am just like stuck on though is just like why seventeen? Totally seventeen doesn't make sense. I think somebody else is going in there. I think somebody else is going in there. Okay. Well, can I just say if they are bringing in another player, I would like to see Danielle Reyes, who was featured in the beginning of the episode, because mm. um, they did this weird... Yes. I have to say, though, uh, credit to Brittany, Danielle, and Frankie. Their acting was like, they were... It was a performance. <laughs> like, I appreciate You thought, it. like, it was it was a performance? Yeah, I mean... Did you think it was a good performance? I did, actually. Wow, I was I surprised was by how long it went on. I was like, cool. they're really, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I appreciated it. But I would love to see Danielle come back in the game for sure. Um, and then the other thing I'm seeing people talking about online is like, could we have a Sierra Easton situation in which Jared has to potentially mm. vote out his mom? I don't think that would be, I don't think it, that will happen. But I also, I don't think it would be rewarding. Um, I just don't, any scenario in which Sari goes home is not going to be uh Good. <laughs> like, and I, re- I truly do not see Sari voting out her son. No, to, no, no, to no, flip no. that script. No, I, I mean, really if you're Sari, so. you would rather. I mean, you sacrifice yourself for your son. Um. Yeah. Also, it's like Sari now that she's back in the reality fold. Like, there's a whole like there's. This is like really good for the brand of Sari Fields. Oh, did you so know weird. her and the husband were not together? I didn't know that. The I other... don't understand. Wait, hang on a second, because maybe, huh? No, because all he said was that she was a single mom. So maybe the husband is like not the father. Oh wait, of the yes, Sari is married to her husband HB and has three three kids from a previous marriage. There we go. There we go. Okay. Thank God. Research because then I was like, well, then why would she be telling the story of how she met her husband? Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. The other yeah. thing that I Price think is just something to really keep our eyes on is it's like when you have someone as deified as Sari and you have a show like this where we have accessed them 24-7, I'm not saying I'm like thinking like a Lizzo situation is going to happen to Sari, but I am curious to see if Sari can maintain her status within the fandom yeah. when we are given this much access to her because when you think about... You know, I think like Margot Robbie is an example that comes to mind. It's like, I think part of the appeal of Margot Robbie and Barbie is that like, we only see her when she's promoing the film. We don't have to see her like Instagram posts of her 
hawking God knows what, or like her date. Like there's just sort of the, that relative anonymity that uh, like builds intrigue. And I, I understand I'm using anonymity, but you know what I'm saying, what I mean here. Yeah. Um, I am curious, like once we have this sort of unbridled access to Suri, will we still walk away wanting more? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm hopeful that we will. I'm not pointing out that I think it will go otherwise. It's just something to think about. And, and I don't, like, I, again, I don't think that this is going to happen for Suri. I don't think she's going to get canceled or anything like that. But there are instances in Big Brother UK, particularly Celebrity Big Brother UK, where people go in quite popular and they leave with a career in shambles. Mm. It has happened on many, many occasions. I think the other thing I'll be really curious to track is just like how much Suri's star meter is going to rise. I feel like the traders felt pretty niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like we got the Andy Cohen hosted reunion, which I thought was like notable. But I'm wondering like if if and also, if you're either a casual Big Brother viewer or even just someone that's like on Twitter and you keep seeing everyone so hyped about this person on TV, I would, I mean, even if I, if I didn't know who she was, I'd be like, wait, like, what's the deal? I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there's like an equivalent of someone that like I know is legendary who I don't know who they are. Does anyone mm. come to mind for you? Oh my God, there's probably some, like, uh, like uh, m- probably many housewives or are you yeah, talking that'd be like your competition? Yeah. Um, yeah. And for a long time, but you know, before I watched Drag Race, cause I, I came quite new to, I, I only watched Drag Race during COVID, but you know, I had heard some of these names like Alaska and like Alyssa Edwards, but I didn't really know who they were. Uh, so. Right. But I think those are a little different cause like you're gay and you're like someone that's online. I'm wondering more from the perspective of like, there's someone who like, like an Omarosa who like just right. permeates to an extent where like, even if you're not a chronically online person, right. You've heard of this. You've heard of this person. Yeah, and I feel like those people in general are few and far between. But I was trying to think like if there's someone like in the Bachelor universe, but I don't really know. I don't really know those people. <laughs> Is Ryan Lochte a Bachelor? Not to my knowledge. Oh, okay. I always thought he was because I was going to say him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I yes, I think we'll be checking in here and there. Or like a you know who would have been good you know before she was a Nazi Tila Tequila. Like somebody like that. I didn't really know her. Yeah. Or like New York, right? If you haven't watched, like, you, yeah, you've seen clips and stuff, but like Tiffany Pollard, if you haven't watched her stuff, uh, her Big Brother UK or her, what was that original show she was in? I love, well, I Love New York was this, this seat, there's the spinoff. She was originally on Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love, that's it. Uh, like I hadn't seen Flavor of Love or I Love New York. I, I only know her from BBUK. Had I not been watching that, that is that's somebody that I would have been like, okay, she is like in the culture, but like yeah. not familiar with her. Yeah. Um, the, I got to say, just like before we wrap up here, some reflections on the show because I haven't watched the show in a very long time. I recognize it's a live premiere, but wow, I can't believe they let this go on TV for like an hour like this. It was awkward. It was, it was an was hour and a dead. half. Julie, well, it was so yeah, it was an hour of watching. So yeah, oh, okay. I hear you. It was see, 90 minutes on TV. I see. Um, but it was like, Julie's a bad host. She, like, I complain about Jeff Prost, but like, at least he can get the words out. Yeah, no, uh, you're saying things that ring very true Truly to atrocious. us who watch the show. And then the way that she, she like, as they're bringing people into the house, like, 
the unnecessary pausing like it's not creating dramatic effect it's just creating like awkward bad awkward tension where it's like the ambient noise of like warring fans or something and then the rustling of her dress and it's just everything feels weird like I can hear their shoes walking on the floor it just feels uncomfortable and you know they have all those shots of the whole cast <laughs> standing there and this is where Je- this is where I have to appreciate Jeff is like he's got a cast in front of him he's gonna say hey you in the blue shirt but instead Julie addresses the whole group and is like is everybody excited and they're like yeah 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 pretty excited yeah I think that one of the things that we don't give Survivor enough credit for but it's easy to like recognize that now you know looking at Big Brother is when Survivor does something bad not always, but often they'll kind of abandon it. So I'm thinking about like the fire tokens, for instance, they were like, Mm -hmm. this is not a good idea. We're getting rid of it. The thing about big brother is that I believe this is the third instance of a live premiere episode. Um, The other two were just as bad. And you would have thought they would have said after the first one, you'd be like, okay, well let's try it again, but see if we can sort of master it this time. Didn't work out. And so you'd think they'd be like, okay, ahead of 25, like let's scrap the live finale and avoid the pitfalls of the last two times we've done it, be able to edit out all of the clunky moments you're mentioning. But instead, Big Brother's sort of like, they adopt a new thing and they're, they're full steam ahead always. And I think that's one of the things fans kind of, love about it in a way is that like big brother always doubles down on how bad it is. Um, and there is something, I don't want to say endearing, but like, I understand why people are just sort of like, it's fun. I think there's a culture of hating on big brother or like hate watching it that doesn't exist with a show like survivor. Um, Mm. and I think that there's a lens where a lot of the fans even the biggest fans of Big Brother are sort of like have this complicated relationship with the show where they're like, why do I watch this? But I can't look away. Yeah, I could see like there was sort of a, a campiness to the fact that a show this bad is on primetime CBC, CBS, <laughs> primetime CBS. It would it, a show this bad would be on primetime CBC, but not CBS. And so it's just like the fact like, you know, all these challenges, they're so rinky dink. And like, I can see the backgrounds moving and shaking in the wind, like they're a circus tent, like everything's just a little it, it looks like it's held together with tape and spit. And that one where they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, being pulled into the nether region, this one that Corey Wurtenberger lost, uh, it, like it was so boring, like, the, like, to have on live TV of just watching people oh face down holding on to something. And you have Julie trying to draw, like trying to narrate it, but she sounds like like an NPC just repeating the same phrase over and over again. And then the fact that then Corey does lose it, but we don't get the shot of him losing it. Like it's just such a mess that like I could see, yeah, I can see the fascination with it. And it's wild too, where it's like, you would think they probably run these challenges similar to the ways they do on Survivor. Yeah. It's like when they were running that, And they were like, wow, we're introducing these four new people, all of whom will be face down on a platform. Not talking. Yeah, I was like, it's just, again, it's mind-blowing that this, like, got the green light. But again, it's that mind-blowing aspect of it that I think people are like, this show is funny. And I also just, it's such a memeable show in a way that Survivor just is not. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, so bad news for Jared because he's, he's... you know, nominated for eviction, but we'll see if he can get out of it. Nah. If he does end up being our our first out, it would uh, 
not be not a good statistic for the Wurttemberg clan. No, I said for Jared. Jared oh, you said Jared. Jared Fields, Who am I yeah. talking about? You're talking about Corey. Corey. Look, I think it would be iconic if he went home first. Yeah. Like, you know, as iconic as it, you can get for a Wurttemberger. I don't know. I just... Uh, I thought around <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> okay, do you have anything else to say here before we wrap up? No, I don't. But I am excited about this season of Big Brother. I mean, I was going to be watching either way. Um, but this gives me something to get hype about and i will say to end on i just i really do enjoy big brother twitter it is really a a funny part of the internet yeah i typically each season mute the hashtag of bb you know whatever the season is uh this year i will not be muting it because i'm unfortunately going to be watching this show it's a it's part of my job now so we'll see what happens i can't guarantee we're going to be back for more of these but we'll let like let's see how sari does maybe there's something to talk about so here we go bb25 summer of sari and 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 speaking of bb6 we got an april shot at the beginning of this so like look they did pull me in with that Remember April from BB6? She was no. iconic. She okay. had a dog named Pepperoni. So the whole the whole thing was like her whole. <laughs> she was part of the like awful group, the friendship, and her whole thing all season was like she really hoped that uh, Kmart was going to notice her and like and hire her as a spokesperson after. Her yes, season, I totally remember April. <laughs> Wait, I totally remember April. Um, She's iconic. kind of like Kate Gosselin before Kate Gosselin. Yes. Oh, I did just want to mention, again, just to plug our, our Patreon real quick, but I do think, too, when people talk about The Legend of Sari, they are typically talking about Micronesia or Game Changers, and I do think what gets lost in that is the great game that Sari does play on Panama. We are about a little over halfway through the season mm-hmm. on our Patreon recaps, but obviously you can jump in wherever. And because we're halfway through, that means more screen time for Sari. So just want to encourage people to hop on over and become a Patreon subscriber so you can get access to our Panama recaps, amongst other things. Plenty of Sari content over there. And hey, after this, we're going to have to track down Sari and get her Yeah, on but podcast, that's probably g- that's going to involve... At this point, we're the preeminent experts. Kitten, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah we're so. going to work with CBS. <laughs> yeah, One day. Happening. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years we'll have Sari on the podcast. Once she's out of her contract. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure that you're following us at Drop Your Buffs Pod because we are nope. updating constantly with oh. Sari updates. Okay. What? I thought you were going to promo something, and I was going to say, don't. I'm not promoing anything. I've learned my lesson about promoing things. Okay, but, like, uh, there will be content in the future, and we're going to be coming to you with our And Just Like That recap tomorrow. So, And Just Like That continues on. And and Evan is hard at work booking Survivor Premiere Party uh, in New York City. Yes, uh, I am. Drop Your Bus fans. I am indeed. (laughs) I'll have an update soon. All right. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.